Success stories, artist interviews. You're listening to Life Songs B Sides. From Life Songs Studio B, New Orleans, here's your host, James Mott. Welcome to Life Songs B Sides, some extra content for lifesongs.com. We're hanging out. It's a rainy April day. I know it's going to be released a little bit later. It's an extremely rainy day in April, but we're hanging out with Beth Hazel Ferris here in Studio B. How are you doing, Beth? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to have you here. It's been a, like we've been trying to set this up for a while, and I'm glad that you were able to find find time <laughs> in a very hectic life to come in. It and, is, uh, but I was so happy to do it. Yeah, Thanks for asking. And we're happy to have you here. So Beth is a local New Orleans musician, as you know, most of the people are that we interview uh, for the podcast. Um, I do. I want to ask you the same question straight out the gate that I always ask everybody that I interview. Okay. How'd you get your start in music? Um. Well, I got started. Actually, I was at home. And at the time, I believe um, I was taking night shifts at a restaurant serving tables. And when I would come home at night, I would sing to the children um, with a guitar that I had just gotten on my 30th birthday. And um, so I just started writing while they were falling asleep and, uh, you know, just kept it all to myself. Didn't let know anybody, you know, nobody knew I played, nobody knew I wrote, and um, nobody even knew that I, you know enjoy writing poems and so um so did you just like take poems that you'd been writing and like kind of transition really, them into music i had just put poems in a book and put them away and yeah and uh never never thought to put the two together music gotcha gotcha you know and guitar was really new to me i had been playing um banjo since i was 20 um, That's impressive. While my I'm, babies were little and growing <laughs> up. And I just did it just, you know, while they played around. It was just a little hobby of mine. Yeah. And then when I picked up a guitar, it was um, easier to write with. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Not many banjo-led, uh, banjo-led tunes. No, and you know, uh, and banjo uh, was just getting hot. In America, yeah, uh, it was just starting well, to kind of pick up. the 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 trend was yeah, just starting to pick up. Yeah, it was starting to get trendy, and so I remember in the day when I was twenty. So I guess that was a few years ago. I'm just kidding. That was like fifteen years ago, and yeah. nobody really played banjo unless right. they were part of a folk band or a, a bluegrass band. And so um, I decided that I wanted to play banjo because I was a huge Allison Krauss and Union Station fan. Right. And so I needed a banjo. So I tinkered on that and, and played around with it and then um, started writing my own stuff there at 30. Mm-hmm. At 30? 30 so, years so, old. So see, normally, normally it's like the opposite where it's like, you know, we interview people and they're like, oh, I've been playing music since I was two years old I started mm-hmm. I picked up a guitar and, and started playing Johnny Cash tunes yeah and I didn't have a childhood because I was yeah playing and practicing gotcha gotcha so like when did you start making the transition from you said you're just like tinkering around with it like you got the guitar you were playing and like tinkering around with it with your kids when did you start being like think I'm going to like start taking this a little bit more seriously start I didn't. like it never crossed my mind ever I um Mark Hall uh, found out that I was writing songs. Yeah, and, and if you don't know, and if you're listening, Mark's the lead singer of Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns, 
And at the time, uh, my husband worked with him. They're dear friends of ours. And so it was really funny. He goes, hey, Beth, I, I, uh, I heard you've been writing a little bit. I tell you what, why don't you come to the office and I'll give you some pointers and help you out and build up the song, you know, yeah. just helping you out. And so I got to the office. I said, okay, well, here's a song called uh, Follow Me. So I started playing it, and he goes, oh, so you already are. <laughs> this is a this is a good song. And I didn't know. I didn't know a thing. I just knew yeah. this was just something I did at home. Right, right, right. And didn't think there was anything to it. And, um, you know, a little bit later, he's like, hey, that song, I'm just, I'm still thinking about it. And I would really, really like to um, just have you record it, maybe. So then he sent me to a producer. Yeah. My producer is Jason Horde out of Black Cat Studio in Griffin, Georgia. Now uh, he's like a brother to me. Yeah. And so I... um you know he sent me there and then that song went so well he's like well let's do another song so then that song did well and and it just ended up being a whole album wow um and so he that's when he came to me and said you know we like follow me so much i've never really you know done this before but we'd like to cover this song so, so that was that was mark coming and saying we as in crowns as wanted in to yeah i wanted to cover, to cover it. your song and so um you know, mine was finished, and then they they covered it and put you know their own spin yeah, to yeah. it, and it turned out real nice. But no, I never had any dreams or ambition with music. It's just sort of something that happened that um, organically, you know, came together yeah. for me. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So we're actually gonna you're actually gonna play a song now uh, off of the first album. Yes. Um, that the accidental recording album <laughs> yeah. that just kind of happened. Uh, this is Backyard, and we'll hear a little bit more. I want to hear a little bit more about like the album recording process and a little bit more about that song on the other side. So this is Backyard from Beth Hazel Ferris. You're listening to Life Songs B-Sides. Covered in mud in the back 
are too pleased in the backyard He wears a three-piece suit and a heart of stone He has a world by the tail but lives it all alone There's a way down deep inside But chose a broader path Paved with pride And there you are in the backyard Covered in mud in the backyard And if you'd only knew joy Far too pleased in the backyard. You, you heard my voice and you walked through the open gate. I, I took you by the hand and your life will never be the same. Cause life is bigger than the Covered in grace you didn't work for And if you remain in me My joy will be in you Forever be free in the backyard That was Backyard from Beth Hazel Ferris. You're listening to Life Songs Besides. Beth, can you tell us a little bit about the song Backyard? It's a very emotional song, powerful song. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was I was reading a short story by um, uh, C.S. Lewis called uh, uh, "Holiday," and um, it was and I was inspired, and I just started writing things down, and and it reminded me um, about a story with my own children. How once I had a huge day full of fun and you know taking them out to eat and playgrounds and this and that I had dressed them up real nice and then you know I was ready this was going to be a great fun great day that I wanted to do for them in love and next thing I know the kids were turning around playing in mud in my backyard so therefore you know start certain plans got canceled and and to them, they were having a great time. Yeah. They were completely content with mud in their nice clothes. And they they were good. But what they didn't realize was that I had this beautiful day planned for them. Yeah. Which would have been much more fun. Than <laughs> playing wonderful. mud in the backyard. You know, filled with chicken nuggets and playgrounds and aquariums. And, <laughs> and it would have been, they would have loved it. But because of their contentment and because right. of their lack of faith in my plans for the day, yeah. there they were. In the backyard. Dirty and muddy. <laughs> and I believe, you know, uh, as believers and followers of Christ, we do the same thing all the time. I yeah. know I'm the most guilty. You know, I find something here on earth and I'm perfectly content in what I'm doing. You know, and I might give excuses in life like, you know, well, this is all I can do or this is all I deserve. You know, and all along, God has these plans for us. Yeah. You know, uh, eternally minded, and he has these plans for us, and, and 
we tend to not trust his love for us because at the end of the day that's what it is is we just don't trust his love for us and um and we settle and i do that all the time (laughs) and so the song's mostly written on my you know my testimony of my christian walk is you know i tend to settle and i i tend to lack faith in what god says about his love for us and so you know i'm content with the things of this world and all along god's saying i love you i have this great plan for you yeah so gotcha gotcha so talking about uh the first album okay how was it like it, I mean you said it spontaneously came together yeah it, like, all, it all came together like tell walk us kind of walk us through that process of like you get the album recorded and then like you hit the road touring like yeah. what did you like all of a sudden you have a brand new album yeah all, I mean I was a stay at home mom for yeah. for 10 years and then all of a sudden all this you know these great exciting things are happening. Just happened. I think I was just a little blown away. <laughs> and um and surprised and overwhelmingly, you know, I was grateful. I, you know, felt like I didn't deserve it. You know, um, especially since it was something I didn't anticipate right. or dream or work hard for. Right. And so of course I was, you know, really grateful to, you know, folks like Mark Hall for kind of seeing this in me yeah when he really shouldn't have there were so many reasons for him not to believe (laughs) in the fact that i could do this yeah more so than seeing a talent he should have thought oh my goodness this is you know but he did he saw something and that's something that i will forever be grateful for and then you know jason hort taking me up under his wing and and doing his very best at the end of the day, it's the producer's work, and right. and uh, I I enjoy you know uh, working on this with him and yeah. So so now you and Reagan, your mm-hmm. husband, y'all live in New Orleans. Y'all didn't start in New Orleans, obviously. You're talking about being in in Georgia, you know, uh, at McDonough, right? Mm-hmm. Like that area. So what was it like transitioning from McDonough, Georgia, to New Orleans, Louisiana? Like, and how did your music kind of go along with that? Well, um, I think we both knew that we were going to move to New Orleans when I, my first day in the studio, I'm pretty sure. And so, you know, working and recording and finishing up the album, the whole time I knew that we were, we were, you know, selling the home, packing and like that. So I had two big journeys that yeah that happened kind of at the same <laughs> time. At the same time, I yeah, didn't know yeah. where I was coming and where I was going. I just knew to wake up that day and work hard and do what I had to do that day. And um, and so once we moved to New Orleans, it it was a big change. Um, uh, but I feel like I was gradually. You know, working in a, a restaurant slash bar yeah. helped me, you know, meet people of all sorts and of all different kind of places. And, yeah. and um, you know, uh, kind of working outside of the church helped me um, to see the needs of others or even see what they could teach me. And so that wasn't too much of a culture shock for myself. Also, we lived in South Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and so, um, it, 
it definitely wasn't scary moving to a big place like right. New Orleans. Like New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. South Atlanta. Yeah. So um, it was, it's always been a positive move and a, right. and, you know, and it, I feel more at home in New Orleans than I've ever felt in my hometown in Atlanta. Yeah. Anywhere. So I've, I've it's been it. a great transition. Yeah. It's a, a beautiful city. It and like, really is. Just the, the people here, really. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of talking about the people, how does, like, how does uh, your music, or how do you minister really uh, through your music? And especially like, you know, this is a, a, a podcast about local musicians in New Orleans. Like, how do you minister to the people of New Orleans through your music? Well, um, I play, you know, more more so last year than right now. I kind of took a little break because yeah. of um, you know the children and and all that and the other jobs. But I um, I played in a lot of bars and a few festivals and coffee shops and and whatnot and I play basically a lot of the same songs that I would play in a church. Yeah. And um, and one thing about New Orleans is is everybody believes in all sorts of stuff and they're very vocal about what they believe, whether they're Catholic, evangelical, or you know, uh, a universalist or, you know, Buddhist or no matter what you're going to know what you're going to know, they're going to talk about it. And especially in folk world song singer, songwriter world, whatever you're writing about is what's on the tip of your tongue. So if they get up there and sing, others get up and sing. Yeah. That's all well and good. So they give me the same respect. You know, everyone else is allowed to sing about what they feel passionate about. So vice versa, they allow me the same freedom. So I can go up and sing songs like Backyard and God's Grace, and they love it. They might not, you know, but also I'm telling stories. I'm I'm not writing worship songs, and I'm not writing hymns. So it's not as blatant, you know, um, but... I'm able to, a lot of the times I'll sit down at a at a coffee shop or wherever I am and people come up to me and say, hey, what did that song mean? Yeah. It was very poetic, So, but I didn't understand it. And I think that's the beauty of it. It was bringing a conversation. Yeah. And I was able to talk about, you know, restoration and a creator and, and tell my own story. And I think, you know, um, that's always been the way I've, I've brought up you know what I believe just yeah. very naturally I never go out with an agenda right but it just so happens I get to talk about my creator every day <laughs> well it's just like it's just like you were saying with the um with the album it's right. just organically kind of grew mm-hmm. and just happened mm-hmm. and so you know I really respect that that you know you just kind of allow these these conversations that are rooted in the gospel to happen in unconventional places through you know it doesn't have to be a song that's saying you know, Jesus loves you and this is why he loves you. It's, you know, you're telling a story and somebody's like, what is, what is she talking about mm-hmm. in this story? So I, I really respect that. And speaking of poetic songs, uh, you're going to play another one off yes. the new album. My that, new album. That came out in... 2015. Yes. So, so just last year, new album, This is Wandering Gypsy, and we'll hear a little bit more about it on the other side of this break. You're listening to Life Songs B-Sides with Beth, Beth, sorry about that, Hazel Ferris. 
under the shadow of a man-made Jesus Under the weight of a loveless crowd Gave all I had just to be forgiven Why do I feel just as bad? The man he told me I could go to heaven Turns out he profits from the guilt I own My hands are empty and my heart is hollow Hundreds around me, I'm alone If I had beauty like the Grand Cathedral Dressed in clean robes with a cross of gold I'd be lovely to this God I've heard of Just like the paintings on the wall While I was filled with doubt and loathing I saw a woman feed an orphan child Her eyes were kind and her hands were giving I saw Jesus in her smile Oh, oh, oh Oh, 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 oh. Jesus was born in a humble shelter God has stooped low to reach the world He gave his life and his death so freely To make us rich became poor I have new life and his grace is plenty Now holiness is a repentant heart dearly Now religion has no part Wandering Gypsy from Beth Hazel Ferris. You're listening to Life Songs at B-Sides. Can you tell us a little bit about Wandering Gypsy? It's off the new album released last year, and we want to hear about that. But tell us a little bit about that song. Well, Wandering Gypsy, the first the first um, few words in it um, that starts the song out is, 
under the shadow of a man-made Jesus. And that I had that written down for at least a year before I had recorded it or um, started singing um, in, um, around the city. And I was walking on the backside of um, St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah. And for those of you who uh, do not live in New Orleans, there's a huge uh, man-made Jesus with his arms out wide, and it's beautiful. But in the um, at night, there's a big light that um, shines on it, and it casts yeah. a huge, beautiful shadow on the cathedral. Well, uh, this is all great and wonderful and inspirational, but um, I looked around... And um, right in front of the statue, there's this little courtyard area where a lot of the, um, uh, where you have a lot of mind readers and, yeah. and um, uh, palm readers and, you know, people on the streets. And it just reminded me of how does religion really affect people, yeah. broken, lonely, hurt people. Um, and I notice, and, and I've done a lot of studying about, you know, religion in, in the history of, um, of the world and how religious organizations, they do a lot of great stuff. So I'm not bashing anything. I just noticed that it doesn't automatically heal brokenness and fix a city. Yeah. So I was just really inspired by, you know, what, what's religion... You know, big religion versus, you know, just um, an, an individual person. Right. And that individual's person's encounter with their almighty creator. You know what I mean? And there's such a big difference. Yeah. That each life changed is because of one heart changed. And so I wrote this song. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's a beautiful song. And Thank in fact, you. the whole second album, Darlin', was, was great. Thank you. So, can you tell us a little bit about the recording process? We heard about uh, Life is All Music. Mm-hmm. So, was it a similar recording process? Did it just happen, or did you intentionally <laughs> plan out this it one? It definitely, this one was a little bit different. Um, at the time, I was studying to be a producer. Um, that is a dream of mine, to eventually uh, produce other people's work. That is a fun headache of a job. I know, and it's not like I can work a computer or do all the tech stuff or play every instrument on the planet, but I, you know, one of my dreams is yeah. to give inspiration and help build other people's yeah. work and manage that, and so um, I was I was co- sort of, you know, studying to do that, and then, you know, just by working in, in different studios and and I, um, so I walked into this project and, you know, with Jason Hoare, this was our second project together. And I, had, I was much more hands-on with this one. Whereas yeah. the first one, I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. And this one, you know, I came with the plan. I came with, you know, I had all these sounds in my head and, and everything that I would like to do, you know. Uh, with this new baby of mine. Right, right. <laughs> so it was, I guess, the difference between a first-time mother and a second-time mother, yeah. you know, you kind of have, you're, you're more confident in what you're doing. Gotcha. 
So I think that was one of the fun parts about it. Um, and how I was able to do this was everything that I made by playing throughout the city, I was able to save that and put it into the album, which is just a drop in a bucket. Right. So then um, we gathered up some, you know, my sister-in-law, uh, Rory and Liz, they helped gather up, you know, some of their friends who enjoyed the first album so much. Right. And were anticipating another one. And so I was able to explain to them, like, okay, well, if anyone wants another album, <laughs> we can all make this possible. Right. So I had, you know, several friends and family kind of gather up and, and sponsor a song. Yeah. So it it actually came together beautifully. And then anything I made off of royalties or anything, everything was put into this this project. Yeah. And you know, just working on one that's song an, at a time. That's so. an awesome, uh, like community that you've got <laughs> behind you to. Oh, I owe them the world. Yeah. And so um, I've even given away most of my my CDs because I'm just so overly, you know, grateful. I'm so grateful right. for, you know, the kindness of people. And it's one yeah. thing to say, oh, I like what you're doing, but for someone to invest. You know, money in yeah. what you're doing Absolutely. without getting anything in return. <laughs> you know. Well, no, they got the CD in return. They did, yeah. Um, so it was just, it was just real kind of, yeah. and and that also gave me the confidence. Like, okay, yeah. I think this is something that I, you know, I just had more confidence in yeah. knowing that, you know. People actually want yeah. to Well, no, I, uh, I mean, I heard all about it <laughs> yeah. uh, in the months leading up to it. That Because, you know, my girlfriend is a huge fan. And I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah, she's pretty awesome, I guess. She's great. <laughs> but, you know, I heard all about it, and she's like, oh, it's coming out then. And, like, I, I know I've, I followed you on social media mm-hmm. and, like, following the, pro- the, like, the whole process. And it was just really cool to, to watch it. Yeah, I would, you know, just record a 15-second, you know, little splice of, you know, a new song. And and I think so much of it was, you know, it's very similar. It it is similar to the first one, but it is also very different. I added, you know, a more indie rock sound to it. Yeah, you can um, really tell that on on the second album. Which, speaking of your albums, real quick, if somebody is digging the music, mm -hmm. where can they pick it up? I always want to. I always want to plug that. While hey, we're here. you know we're living in this day and age where you can get anything for free, so I'll put that out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's awesome for us artists, but it's out there. I'd rather you listen to it than not listen to it. Yeah. Um, but if you want to support an awesome but if local you would artist, love to support a mother with four children. I <laughs> <laughs> kid. Um, then more yeah absolutely itunes yeah apple you know any online music sharing site i have music in my hands so if you live in new orleans yeah uh, do you have some shows that are going to be like you got some more shows planned coming up i mean obviously this is going to be released past april but can they follow you on facebook to find out uh where they can catch you i'm a I have been very poor on my social media skills here lately and and neglectful of it, which has actually been awesome. I've taken a break since November uh, with the social media, and it's been really great. Yeah. Like, 
I had this really great ice cream combo the other day with beautiful colors, and you know how it felt it felt so good to just eat it <laughs> and not take and a not picture take of a it. Picture. It just it tastes better. So yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot, yeah. and um, but yeah, uh, I do put show you know show dates show dates on it when I remember it. But I I do had a show last night, and then there um, I'm playing. Uh, with another group um, at Cafe Istanbul on June 1st. Gotcha. So, and actually, we've kind of worked it out where it will be a family event. There you go. You know, um, which, you know, a lot of venues here in New Orleans aren't family friendly. Are not friendly friendly, but they're they're making some exceptions so that there families can come. Speaking of families, yes, you mentioned that, and then we're going to end with this. You're a mother of four. You are a wife. Yes. Your husband's a church planner yes. in New Orleans, mm-hmm. which is kind of a tough market. <laughs> Just a little yeah. bit. New Orleans happens to be nicknamed, uh, well, one of the many nicknames, one of the ni- uh, many graveyard nicknames. of church plants. Yeah. So. So, um, so the wife of a church planner, mother of four kids, and musician. Mm-hmm. How do you balance it all? Because I know a lot of our listeners are, are mothers and, and fathers, and you know they have kids, and sometimes it seems like... A balancing act on a very a tightrope on a very tall building. Oh goodness, yes, it is a balancing act. Um, I just take it one day at a time. You know, um, fortunately for me, um, I did most of the discipline when the kids were growing up. So now it's they just, you know, they're actually let me take that back because I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> I'll edit it in. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I just take one day at a time and I think about what I have to do that day. And when you do it that way, it's not overwhelming Yeah. and life is going to be different. My life compared to most artists in this city is totally different. They're in their twenties. They're single, you know? Right. (laughs) Uh, and with me, it's, I have a, a church plant, you know, to cook for every Sunday Yeah. and you know, the, the people in it that, um, you know, all my friends that I also want to nurture throughout the week and, and spend time with, and I need them as well. And, um, you know, a husband and, and, and the children, I just put, you know, three in the local school system and I still have one left. So I do homeschool one boy. Yeah. And then, um, I just, I have a, I waitress at, oh, I waitress at Cooley on Britannia. So if you want me to like pour you coffee, I, yeah. you can do that. I will be there. <laughs> and also some night shifts at Dick and Jenny's. Yeah. Um, you know, you just do what you got to do. You know, life is messy. Right now I have lice. And so I'm going to have to clear my, clean my headphones off after this. Yeah. And the kids gave it to me. What do you do? So I have yeah. great children and um, and great support and a God who loves me. And so you tend yeah. to just, you know, prioritize what's important, what's not. And uh, that's the way I do it. Yeah. And that's real. Thank you for being real and open. And, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, yeah. that's life. Life is messy, but it's awesome because we Sorry about the lice. I uh, know. You- it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's one that you have four kids, you're going to get a lot. It happens. But, well, thank you for coming and taking time out of your busy, hectic, messy life. Thank you for having me. And come and me. hang out with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Check out Beth 
on you know anywhere that you can get music you will not regret it and you know follow her on facebook so you can keep up and check out one of her shows because she happens to be a great live artist too i've seen her a couple of times and (laughs) she puts on a good uh, puts on a great show so you've been listening to life songs b-sides i'm your host james thanks for hanging out and we will see you next time thanks for listening to life songs b-sides engage with life songs through social media and on lifesongs.com for more information or b-sides suggestions email james at lifesongs.com reminding you god is good all the time